Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Allison Quintano, man, what a day. We are hustling, hustling. Going to try to take care of um, taking care of you guys, Patreon folks, uh, for next week, and the non-Patreon folks. Mm -hmm. uh, But the Patreon ones first, and then exactly everybody else after. Exactly, and uh, have uh, we've been doing some uh, interviews here and there, and uh, may even have broken a little bit of news. You'll see in a couple of days. Probably, mm-hmm. maybe even we tomorrow. We may leak a little bit of audio in the next couple of couple days. days yeah. Very interesting. It, it, I don't know. It's something that rings in my recollection as having heard something about this previously, but I couldn't find it anywhere. I've looked for this, mm. but it's very interesting. Um, so, um, I guess the big blockbuster news today is the Peter Schwerin, Schwerin, uh, Schwerin stuff. Uh, not Sh- Peter Schwerin, but the the Hunter Biden's. Former friend of Biden's, and um, and um, uh, former guy knows both of the Bidens is this guy Eric Schwerin. Peter Schweitzer talked about him today. He's going to be um, testifying. He didn't testify yet, did he? Schwerin. He's going to be testifying so. at some point very quickly. Peter Schweitzer, the author who has been on the ground floor of the Hunter Biden stuff. Mm-hmm. Talk about it today. Devin Archer was the adult in the room in terms of how this business should be structured. Uh, and he confirmed everything uh, that everybody assumed the worst of, which is that Joe Biden was the product that this firm was selling. Uh, and he unequivocally said any you know people discussing or claiming that he was not involved with his uh, son's business uh, is, is uh, totally and completely incorrect. I would add the next shoe that may drop is... There's another individual involved with Hunter Biden named Eric Schwerin. Uh, if Devin Archer was the sort of business guy, the deal guy, and how you structure this, Eric Schwerin was the money. 
guy. He's the guy that moved money around, and based on the Hunter Biden laptop, Schwerin had access not only to Hunter Biden's accounts, but also Joe Biden's accounts. So when he testifies before the committee, it's going to be interesting to see what he says and what pressure he might be under uh, from this administration. So I suspect when Eric Schwerin testifies and we get more information into this, the next day, Trump will get another indictment. That's how it's been working anyway. That's the money. Yeah, money well, and they have been... They blocked off, what was that, a day or two ago? They blocked off the yeah. road in front of the Fulton County Courthouse. They're getting ready over there. He is going to be indicted there, too. Um, so, yeah, they're ready to do that one when they need it, for sure. Schwerin visited the White House uh, at least 27 times, while Biden was VP, visited the Naval Observatory 13 times, and there's even a WAPO mention of Biden personally stopping by uh, Graffiato in D.C. as soon as a restaurant to say hello. Daniel Goldman later this week. Obviously, no business was discussed in any of these dozen meetings. Eric was just selling the illusion of moving Joe Biden's money around. That's a joke. That's from Tom Elliott. 2008, Senator Barack Obama, Obama sought more than $3.4 million in congressional earmarks for Hunter's clients, the Washington Post reported at the time. Schwerin stayed with the lobbying firm until 2008. That same year, Joe Biden was elected vice president of the United States, and both Hunter Biden and Schwerin were ready for the next moves. Conveniently, in 2004, Schwerin had purchased a three-bedroom townhouse in the upscale Glover Park neighborhood of Washington, D.C. The area known for ambassadors, residents, and stately homes is a 20-minute walk from the Naval Observatory, Observatory, where President Biden's... Um, I think we've driven through there. It is really pretty there. Yes. By the end of... Biden's term as vice president, Schwerin had become a D.C. power player. His birthday was noted in political playbook, and he served as chairman of 826 D.C., a trendy nonprofit dedicated to helping students develop creative and expository writing skills. Photos from 2014 show him partying in D.C. with John McGrail at a reception for the sports docuseries American Muscle. That same year, Hunter Biden successfully lobbied for McGrail to be named deputy counsel to the vice president. During a 2016 dinner at Graffiato in D.C., Joe Biden popped in to say hello to Schwerin, causing a small stir among onlookers, the Washington Post reported at the time. Yeah, and, you know, so there is, um, there's also all these bank records came out today as well. Um, so there, this has been, Fox News has been reporting on this, Daily Mail has been reporting on this, Washington Examiner, this stuff's everywhere, including, I mean, the one that seems especially egregious is Biden took a Kazakh, uh, or Hunter took a Kazakh oligarch to dinner, who then wired him $142,000 with which he bought himself a Porsche. Um, so, and at the dinner, of course, he brought his dad. Because, why wouldn't you? So does anyone think at this point that this isn't like a thing where they're selling Joe Biden as the product. Yeah. I mean, like, how can you parse the words all you want with saying it's just the illusion of access to Joe Biden? But like, when you're like, yeah, I bring my dad to dinner and then the person sends you $142,000. Yeah. Like, what's the... I don't understand, yeah. like, what the argument is. Do people just not care? Like, I yeah. don't. No one, I mean, no one was asking. Guess who's coming to dinner? In this case, it was. Uh, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, for the regular, like, blue and on people, right? Because we know a ton of them. Um, you know, suburban ladies, generally speaking, 
with mm-hmm. a little blue wave in their profile that put on pantsuits to go vote for Hillary Clinton. And we're all excited that night until they weren't and have been upset by Trump and fantasizing about his arrest ever since. For those people, like, does this really not bother you at all? You sat in front of Maddow every night. And you ate up all this stuff about Deutsche Bank and oligarchs and yachts and you followed all these different characters and meeting places and times and all these little threads. I mean, like serious conspiracy theory stuff. Yes. For months and years, you followed all these little threads watching your Maddow conspiracy show. Right. And but like this blatant, like. Hunter invited somebody out to dinner with his dad who then sent him hundreds of thousands of dollars like that. Nothing like pings for you. No lights go off. No, this ability to to um, to calibrate uh, one's mind and move the goalposts when things are closing in is brilliant. It's like. uh, Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Jones and Mr. Smith, uh, both married to other people. They didn't get a hotel room together. Okay, fine. We found out Mr. Smith and Mr. Jones, great, got a hotel room together. Um, but, you know, they were playing Parcheesi. Okay, uh, fine. They got a hotel room together, and uh, she came out looking disheveled, and uh, they both, uh, you know, uh, were in slightly state of undresses. That's fine, but they could have been feasibly wrestling in the room. You know, it's like with suspending, you know... Logical belief. No, Mrs. Smith and Mr. Jones got the hotel room, and we are first inkling of the three hours in the hotel room. It's <laughs> really all you need to do, you know? You, It's a safe bet, you know, that you know what happened there. It's a safe bet that when Joe goes to dinner and somebody then cuts a check for Hunter, who then buys a sports car, or whatever he does, that we know the transaction is. Everybody knows what the transaction is. But you can't be, like, saying that, okay, Mr. Jones mistakenly fell, uh, stumbled off the chair, and then his mouth collided with hers, mistakenly uh, causing her blouse to explode open. You're really causing things. You're really, really desperately trying to make this work out for you. And, and, like, we had, well, I won't say who we talked to, but we, you'll, you'll hear next week. People are really needing to wrap their mind around What's hap- the problem is here is that I think that Joe Biden is who they said Donald Trump was. And yeah. so it puts a lot of people in a tough position because they've spent a long time telling you about how corrupt and awful Donald Trump was. Mm-hmm. And the son enriched himself and they this and that and they're thieves and, you know, crooks. Joe Biden's a crook. That's yeah. the problem. And it's funny because, well, a few hundred episodes ago, we had an episode called Everything with the Left is Projection. Mm. And it's still true. Like, anything they accuse other people of, it's only because they do it. When they say racist, it's because they're racist. Yes. When, when they, they say, say that, they're, 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 that the other side's working with the Russians, they're working with the Russians. Yeah. When they say it's corruption and self-dealing... It's because they're corrupt and self-dealing. Like, they they only have vocabulary to point fingers for stuff that they themselves do, you know? And so you can reliably say that anything that they have accused Trump of is yes. is something that they've partaken in. Especially Biden, in. when he vehemently gets loud mm-hmm. and in the faces of reporters who ask him this stuff, 
That's the tell. That's the tell with Biden that you've hit yeah, Peter. Did you see him with Juicy today? No. I sent it to us. Okay. Um, I sent it to uh, to us with Juicy because uh, Juicy asked him today about uh, the Hunter Biden stuff as well. It's in the videos I sent. I can see if I can. Well, I mean, it's, bump it's it just to getting the there slowly. Alice and but, I uh, live together, but don't see each other. <laughs> it's been a crazy day here. Let me send it to the top of the heap again here. Um, but yeah, it's just. It, He's so like, I don't understand. And Mark in the chat says, you know, regular people, the blue anon people aren't hearing about this stuff. It's not in any of their news. They just don't know, you know, and Morgan says like, well, they, nobody stood up for COVID. Yeah, it's true. But like, it's, it's just weird. Like the level of interest in like stupid conspiracy theories about Trump or stupid conspiracy theories, however many years ago about diebold voting machines or whatever they were. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, Everybody has time for their own team's weird conspiracy theories, but this stuff seems so blatant and obvious. I just don't understand. Like, are you sticking your fingers in your ears and saying la 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 this whole time? There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them talking business. Is that what? I never talked business with anybody. And I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you? It's why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. Thank you, Mr. President. I can't believe they let Ducey get that close to him. <laughs> no, you would think the secret. Wait a second. What is that? The Monty Python song? There's this testimony now where one of your sons' former business associates is claiming video. that you were on Yeah, but that's. Music being piped through in the background. Oh, I don't know. That's the Monty Python music. Your phone a lot. With well, maybe Monty Python business. didn't invent the music. Maybe I know they didn't, but still, it makes me happy. I, I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you? It's why is that a lousy question? Because hmm, it's a lousy question, honey. Joe Biden did his thing again. Um, as a matter of fact, today where he does this thing. Unless you make more than four hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> Your federal taxes aren't going to go up a single penny. Guess what? By the way, that's not true. Your federal taxes are going to go up a single penny. I did all this without raising anybody's taxes in the middle class. Did all this. One little thing. During this process, I cut the federal budget in two years by $1.7 trillion. That ain't going to sell. Yeah, because we were in covid at the beginning and so everybody was spending money including trump like it was going out of style like we talked about the other day with the DeSantis shot on trump for the deficit um you know that it's a little bit of a cheap shot because it was all this bipartisan covid stuff so then biden saying he reduced the deficit because they stopped doing covid stuff because covid ended even though they're trying to make it a thing again did you see there's a new variant that's yeah surging. in new york right it's that one yeah it's, I mean, it's so dumb. Just stop. Just give up. It's ridiculous. It At this point, like, come on, guys. It, nobody buys the new variant. We're done now. But, um, so anyway, yeah, the... <sighs> What's wrong? I totally lost my train of thought completely. That's okay. Um, it's gone. It's gone. You know what brought me joy today, though? What? The Hollywood writers and actors are starting to be upset about being on strike they haven't gotten what they wanted yet oh sorry about that yeah um welcome to what a strike is 
because it's where you don't get paid, right? Isn't Can you that, imagine that? Isn't that the idea of a strike? Be indignant that you don't wait, but we, it makes us happy to get our way. I know. But I the, am, the point Tom Shattuck's life is, will not be affected by this writer strike. Hollywood, or the actor strike. <laughs> Hollywood writers and actors feel financial pinches, strikes drag on. Rank and file union members in the picket lines are starting to worry about their savings and professional options running out. You could also work. It's also an option. Right, you won't feel a pinch if you work. I <laughs> know. You could work for the studios and not be in a dumb union, but how's it working out for you? I don't right. know. When the Writers Guild of America went on strike in early May, a first-year member of the union who most recently worked on an Apple TV Plus series was gripped by panic. She was already struggling to find her next writing job, and now she would most likely be out of work for months. The writer, who spoke on the condition of anonymity because she was concerned about professional repercussions, said she fully supports her WGA colleagues who are on the picket lines, but she's taking a financial hit, uncertain when she will have a steady flow of income again. I but feel- I can't use my name because my own union will devour me. Will turn on me. Yes, and terrorize me. Yeah. I mean, here's what being in the union and paying them all your money gets you is that they make you be on strike and don't allow you to work for a living right now. So congratulations on your union. I feel like I'm subsidizing this strike with my savings in a way that's starting to get scary, the 35-year-old writer said. What are savings? She has cobbled together stopgap gigs, dog walking, nannying, assisting someone with travel arrangements, filling out online surveys that pay literal pennies. She's relying on food assistance and living off savings she had squirreled away over the last five years. She expects she can last on her cash reserves for six months before fully tanking. Imagine being able to live in your cash reserves for six months. (laughs) What is that like? I wrote an award-winning show last year, she said, and I'm literally picking up dog bleep right now. Sucks to you know what? You. you could be writing on the award-winning show. I know. Instead of striking. But There's a lot of writers needed. She's not the only Hollywood professional feeling anxious. This is from NBC News today, by the way. The industry's rank-and-file screenwriters have been off the job for 100 days, and screen actors have been on strike for more than three weeks. The dual labor stop get, stop stoppages, sorry, that word took me by surprise, have pushed some workaday scribes and performers into precarious financial situations with no end in sight. Both the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, the Actors Union, appear to be far away from reaching deals on new contracts. Shame. With the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, a trade association that bargains on behalf of major studios and streaming platforms. The group represents NBC Universal. WGA and AMPTP representatives met face-to-face Friday for the first time in three months, but the two sides have not agreed to resume negotiations. This sucks for the, like, everyday writers. And I hate to tell them, a lot of them probably don't write as well as ChatGPT does. Yeah, uh, you know what? Also, I don't like about this is like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm have to walk dogs in the in, in the meantime. It's like there are dog walkers who do that for a living, and like they're just and absconding, absconding with their with the like potential clients for real dog walkers. Right. I don't. I don't like that. I think dog walkers should be a little territorial. The entertainment industry workers have expressed dismay on social media over a quote published by the trade publication Deadline that attributed an unnamed studio executive with the quote, the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing apartments and houses, the executive was quoted Wait a second, saying. management gets to fight back? We yeah. get to try to to strangle this company from here? And then they get to retaliate against us? Only we I get know. to strangle. And it's especially rough because... Uh, um, they're having like an actually really good blockbuster summer. A lot of the studios, because like the Barbie Oppenheimer boom mm-hmm. and all this stuff, they're 
they're raking in a lot of cash and they've already like paid the right they don't have to pay anybody right now so to the studios it's like game on you know they're making a ton of money at the moment yeah and they don't have to pay any actors and writers and actually you know it's funny it doesn't affect me at all because all the mad men episodes have been written and that's all i'm watching these days yeah but it actually could just make people go back to rewatching stuff that was written fantastic mm-hmm. you can watch what mad men and sopranos and be very satisfied yeah, it's better than a lot of new stuff. The writers and actors on strike are seeking higher base compensation, stricter safeguards against the use of AI, and other changes to the status uh, quo. Uh, uh, uh. We're not enjoying this. We're not doing this because we make a bleep load of money and we want more money. We're doing this because AI is a huge issue because people might lose work. They do make a bleep load of money. Yeah, and not only that, yeah, you can lose your work to AI, which is why maybe striking against the companies that are going to replace a bunch of you with AI and only pay three non-union writers hey, to fix up the question, AI Allison. stuff. Yeah. You know I was a professional columnist? I do. And you've edited stuff for me. In fact, you've inspired, if not uh, created, some content for me in the past. Is that mm. fair to say? Yeah. I've had a heavy hand in some of your columns, yes. Well, no. No, please. The crappy ones, maybe. Well, how about this? Can we be scabs? I want to do scab writing work. I am willing to be a scab and break the picket <laughs> line as long as I can do it from here. Pay us. Uh, Paul Veracci, a sag after a stunt performer and fight coordinator whose television credits include The Good Fight and Daredevil, feels he's been taking it on the chin all year. He used to supplement his stunt work with a job at Disney on a team that oversees COVID health and safety protocols on sets. And, but he was laid off in early June amid company-wide cuts. Ooh, I like then that came layoff. the strike, which he feels has put his performance career on pause indefinitely. Wait, you're telling me that this June, June of 2023... They laid off the COVID safety protocol people. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, I've lost everything, including my side hustle, he said, referring to his job at Disney. What an L.A. weasel-like way to talk. I've lost my side hustle. F you, dude. Dana Morgan, a stunt performer and actor who's worked on shows like Dead Ringers and Madam Secretary, said she and her husband are dipping into their savings to survive. He got a job at a restaurant to help pay the bills. Dipping into your savings? Wait, are you complaining to me about dipping into your savings? She's having a difficult time finding remote work and is on a wait list for a gig with Uber Eats. The strike exacted a cost on Morgan's side hustle, too. In addition to her on-screen career, she acts as a liaison between physical locations and production productions hoping to shoot there but because the vast majority of film and tv projects are on hold so is her secondary source of income morgan i'd like to add an addendum Mm -hmm. yes addendum i exempt my cousin lily's husband adam from this in case it's affecting him i don't want him to be affected he's a good guy yeah he was actually a guest on the burn barrel he was a guest on the burn barrel on him um so, yeah, so they've been, they have a foundation that raised like $15 million because a bunch of the A-listers donated to it, but they're all like this. It's all stories like this, and the actors, did you see the, I sent us, um, Billy Porter is complaining that he might lose his house. That's the man who wears all the dresses. I remember, he's saying for what it's worth. Um, and he was the fairy godmother in the new yeah. um, thing. You but, know what? Yeah, they're all... They're all upset. Um, I love this writer's strike. I, I love it. 
I love it. Billy Porter says he has to sell his house due to the SAG strikes. Curses out Disney CEO Bob Iger. I'm so enraged. Uh, Billy Porter, who shot to fame and won an Emmy on the effects drama Pose, now says he has to sell his house due to the financial strain of the strike. So wait a second. There's no more writers for Pose? I guess. I don't know. And the actors are on strike now, too. They've been on strike for three weeks, so maybe. Every Hollywood actor? Like SAG? Remember? Yeah. That's great. The actors are on strike That's too now. great. You know my star yeah. turn, Alice. I snuck into mm-hmm. the, snag, the stag line. Snag, yeah. No, sag line. What do you mean, yeah? I have Why to are you sell... saying yes over I me? This is a that. personal anecdote. Okay, go for, for it. Goodwill Tell hunting, your personal anecdote. I did a, a, a read for Goodwill Hunting, and it was so awful that they... I snuck into the SAG line, because SAG got to go first. And uh, it was at the L Street Bathhouse or something. Um, no jokes here. And, and For Goodwill Hunting. And... Uh, I flubbed my line so badly. It was so horrible. It, it was so embarrassing. I, I don't even know how I flubbed it like that. It didn't make any sense, but it was so bad. And they recorded this. This is on video recorder. They recorded all of the trials that they had me do it again because they felt everybody was uncomfortable in the room. Hundreds of people. <laughs> I'm sure Affleck and Damon were there. This was before anybody knew who they were. Right. But the only name that I recognized was Robin Williams in the, mm-hmm. like, the one sheet on the thing. I'm, oh, God. Yeah. My, uh, every star turn I've had, including the screenplay I wrote, which you've never seen that, have you? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. Is that you and Ted? No, me and Liddy. You don't know him. Okay. It, it is, it's It's horrifically bad. There's not a cliche that I thought was groundbreaking intellect uh, that I left out of it. I, I can think, I, I'm so glad you don't know, I don't even know what to, to, to say. I, I it, it, it was a horrifically badly written thing. The only thing that's good about, that's better about me than... Other pseudo pretend pseudo intellectual, mostly unemployed people who think they're writers is that I at least right. admit that my thing is bad. This was terrible, Alice. Terrible. Yeah. You don't understand. This is so awful. I I I'm gonna give you. I, I was like, ugh. basically, me and the other guy were creating po- composites of the ourselves we wanted to be. My, my mm-hmm. co-writer and Mary Sue. Mary Sue? That's called a Mary Sue. We oh, is covered it? this on a past okay. episode. I should find a piece at some point just to show you how... Yeah. <sighs> but so Billy Porter, whose net worth... I'm really disinterested. Yeah. <laughs> Get back to Billy Porter. <laughs> whose net worth is estimated at $5 million, says he has to sell his house because he, he lives paycheck to paycheck, he says. Damn, Billy. <laughs> Uh, I was supposed to be in a new movie and a new television show starting in September. Now, none of that is happening, he says. Alice, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. You're a Christian, right? Yes. What does it mean that I feel so freaking happy to, about this? <laughs> it's probably not positive. It's but, like it's know. really brightening my day. I told you it would make you feel better. It's <sighs> great. Should we go to... Um, my you don't want to. You don't want to hear any more. I want to hear more. I want to hear more writers. Deshaun has managed to live off a nest egg of earnings he generated from writing jobs before the strike, but he feel, by no means feels comfortable. His savings will last unless we go back to work soon. I love this. This idea of savings, savings. Um, yeah. So there. My savings right now are is the, um, what's that? Be- is the DraftKings money that I inserted because it's a hundred dollar <laughs> minimum that i can't get that you to haven't now. spent yet because yes, you have I to can't... spend it across the new hampshire border right. or whatever yeah 
Yeah. Uh, Morgan says a strike absolutely needed to happen in part because her SAG after peers are forcefully pushing back against what she described as a systemic problem in the business. More work for less pay and an increasingly smaller slice of corporate profits. The pain that we are suffering financially is a short-term sacrifice for something that's going to help us in the long run, she I'm said. I'm enjoying this more than will, any pornography I've ever enjoyed. <laughs> we'll survive. She's great. There you go. So that's going well. The AI thing is interesting, too. I've been following a few like AI writing stories because it is going to replace a bunch of them because basically what you can have it do is you can have it like write the bones of something and then clean it up into something worthwhile. But it's like easier to work. And most of the stuff that everybody's churning out is junk anyway. I have to bring something up to you on that. Yeah. I saw this Facebook ad this morning. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was this woman, kind of bookish looking, but pretty. Okay. Blonde woman. And, and, uh, it was about, and she was saying, you give me like, uh, 90 days and I will sell your podcast, market your podcast that you have this, it was this ad for podcast selling podcasts, Mm -hmm. you know, which makes sense. Um, so later tonight. Oh, so, the, so then during the day, I was, uh, I, you know, for some reason, I don't think I, I, I went, I signed up for this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. But maybe I did. I get Reddit um, notifications? notifications for uh, a hot women in media or something you know something like, you've known like has told anchors, reddit that you yes. like looking so at anyway women in media. so anyway i get my daily hot woman get that this hot idea. anchor out of orlando or whatever so mm-hmm. i'm looking i go to reddit and i look at her pictures and it's this tall statuesque blonde lady with all sorts of it just cleavage of this none of this. so then listen to this later tonight alice i get on facebook another paid ad same thing. We can make your podcast, you know, sell it and uh, you give me 90 days and I'll sell your podcast and this and that. This time, the woman is more blonde and bosomy than before. And I thought to myself, could they be watching who I'm seeing and saying, give them somebody who looks like that to pitch it? Probably. So I bought it. <laughs> interesting. Good. Interesting. Good. Yeah. No, um, the AI stuff is interesting. There were a few AI stories in the writing world. I mean, writers and the literary world are not ready for this because it's the technology is moving faster than their ability to control it. And it's not this isn't easily controlled by existing copyright law. 
Um, not that it necessarily even should be, but you know, if you, and we've listened to some of this, like if you make music in the style of Eminem and it writes lyrics in the style of Eminem and you have a voice, an AI generated voice that sounds like Eminem singing the lyrics, like, are you violating Eminem's copyright? He didn't make that music, but you trained the AI on his stuff, obviously. You know, like right, so- but there are, but but, the, but I don't see how that. I mean, there have always been bands that are they're very derivative, who aren't AI, right. who are just like Bush was just trying to be Nirvana. But I mean, doesn't mean Nirvana sued Bush, but you could tell. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes you do. People do get if things are very similar. A lot of well, artists not, are paying each other royalties on stuff. That, well, I know, but just stylistically, I mean, right. you can you can you know stylistically, but yeah, so as as you don't steal it the copyrighted material right so this is an interesting question an author just a a fairly big author who writes about writing like about how to write Mm -hmm. um she recently complained to amazon to try and take down uh there's a bunch of books you know she said like a half a dozen books that people are selling on amazon because you can self-publish on amazon that are like written they're not even, they're listed as being written by her but she didn't write them somebody's just selling them put her name trained it on her work made new books put her name on them and is selling them on Amazon under her name right because she's known so and then they were added to her Goodreads profile which I don't you probably don't even know what Goodreads is but it's like a reading website where like it lists authors and their books and you can like log which ones you've read and review them and stuff. Um so but you know users add the books to the author's profile so people have added these books to her profile as though she wrote them but she didn't write them and she's complaining to Amazon trying to get them taken down and Amazon's saying, "Well, your name is Jane Friedman." That's not like trademarked. There's lots of Jane Friedmans in the world. You don't own the words Jane Friedman. Anybody can write an AI book in your style and put it on Amazon and put your name on it. Oh my goodness. And, uh, that seems to me that's going to be a problem. Yeah. So, and but people think they're written by her because they're obviously well, of course, written it's her name and in her style. Yes. It's been trained on her work. So she eventually, because she's a big enough person, she eventually got like some publishing legal group involved and they yelled at Amazon and got stuff taken down. But I mean, like for people who are smaller or, you know, people in general, like the, the legal framework and the standards for like what gets sold on Amazon, none of that's like kept up with where the technology is to do it you know so and now like all the authors and writers are so like gun shy about anything that says ai they also like had this moral panic freak out on this random guy this week um he runs a website called prose craft and uh he has a writing tool called shakespeare Mm -hmm. that he's trained on a bunch of authors work so he's he has all these different authors books And he's had for years, since like 2017, before these large language model AIs were a thing, um, he's had a website where he's fed all these books into a data 
analysis program and come up with like how many positive words, how many negative words, trying to like graph the emotional arc of the story using the numbers of words and where they fall in the story. And like, you know, he does this sort of statistical analysis as a part of his like tool to help writers and like writers can use the tool to help them like graph their own work and compare it to work they like to see if they're like making a story the same way as like an author that they like or whatever but it doesn't write anything for you it's not a language model it wouldn't be able to do that so but all these authors freaked out at him because they realized that their work was being fed into a quote ai and demanded that he take the whole thing down and they're like saying they're contacting lawyers and all this stuff even though it's very, very well established that you can take books. I mean, like, there have been cases because, like, Google Books has done this. Google Books has put a ton of books online and stuff and, like, put summaries of them up and stuff. You can... It, it is fair use to publish a summary of how many words are in a book and what types of words they are and, like, publish the data about it that you've done analysis on. Because it's not... The key thing about fair use is that... The idea is that you wouldn't be able to replace income for the author, right? Like, you know, nobody's going to go, nobody's going to read your data summary of Jane Eyre instead of reading Jane Eyre, you know, like that's the point. And like that, that's well-established fair use. He's totally within the confines of the law. He's not doing anything wrong. He's not publishing anything in the style of anybody, but because the writing community is so freaked out about AI right now and what it means to them, as they rightly should be, because a lot of writers, including a lot of writers who sell very, very well, are not great writers. Right. And, you know, their their jobs are absolutely in danger from AI. The stuff like, I mean, like the Twilight stuff and books like that, like, you could turn that out in a second. You could feed in the Twilights and come out with more Twilights immediately they're not like they're nothing revolutionary and huge and those sell better than lots of much quote better writing you know so yeah yeah. so for companies that's like a no-brainer people want this stuff and they're you know the the tools exist to do it so it's going to happen and it's going to happen more it's also a huge problem for um like fiction magazines and publications could we ai this show I mean, maybe. And our visages, so we can be... (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere else? Um, I want to hit this very quickly. I know just a a nod back to the Biden stuff. Elizabeth Warren was asked about the Biden family business by Jake Tapper just a moment ago. Republicans on the House Oversight Committee um, say that they have identified more than $20 million in payments from foreign sources to the Biden family, including Hunter Biden and their business associates. So far, we haven't seen any direct evidence pointing to Joe Biden, President Biden, doing anything illegal. Uh, and I don't necessarily uh, know what's everything that's in this. But I do wonder on, on, on a broader level, the 30,000 uh, foot view of this, uh, people close to Donald, I mean, people close to Joe Biden or people close to Donald Trump, but I'm talking about Joe Biden. Biden, making tens of millions of dollars because of their closeness to him, that can't be something that you like. That can't be something that you're comfortable with. 
um, as a phenomenon? Look, I, I always worry about the influence peddlers in Washington, regardless of party affiliation. One of the things, as you know, I've spent a lot of my time in Congress working on is how we bring just more ethics and more oversight in general to uh, everything that we do in government. Look, at we've got a United States Supreme Court where people take gifts and don't even report them even though the law requires them to report our senator sucks both of them yeah they're both bad i mean i mean you could read into that obviously she just she went she's (laughs) deflecting um but but also she didn't exonerate him yeah She's probably uh, one of the many senators who are saying this is, could be a good thing for us. This, we can get this guy out of here. Pretty much everybody that we've been talking to for next week to a person does not believe. starting that, to become a problem. Well, in that Biden's not going to be the, the nominee. Yeah, or if he is, he'll be president for about 15 minutes before they move on. Else, what's the hot sauce? The hot sauce is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire... Wicked Hotline Chat Chat. See him right there. BB. Burn Barrel. Tommy and H. Okay. You can see that. Look at Tommy hasn't called in a while. Welcome back, Tommy. Alice, we always knew there was a couple of things that were probably going to take Tom out in the next few years. Yeah. Alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Gluttony. Yep. But before we get to that stage... There's a couple of things I find disturbing that Tom seems to be talking about lately. His affinity for one point going to gay bars Uh. and (laughs) listening to Denise Williams' music. I have a feeling he's going to kick the door open on that closet at some point in the next five years. You've been warned. Let the record show that the, I think that you music. like women. Let's hear sure. it for them. Thank you, Alice. You see, there's, a, sure. there's a one good thing Alice can I'm say on about pregnancy me. Pregnancy number five. Yes, I, I'm pretty sure. Thank you. And that was my point. girlfriend Stacy Riga gave me that song as our song okay. at Winchester High. I uh, know Winchester uh, elementary. That was elementary school actually. <laughs> so that was that was an important song to one of my earliest heterosexual relationships. The gay bar stuff happened because as a guy in my twenties. Um, Especially working in the hospitality, hospitality industry, industry, but also the when I first when I was underage and going to the Red Hat, there was a mm-hmm. gay bar down the street that Red Hat would close and the gay bar would still be open. And me and my friend were young meat, so like we were just going there. And get They'd the let you in. They would let us in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they were hoping you'd get drunk enough that absolutely the lines and, would blur. I, I don't think anything happened, but it's very possible. So there you go. That's the story behind that. Oh, man, I was a smoker, as in smoking cigarettes, uh, Tim. Um, and the, the you gay mean bar. Tommy? No, I mean, this is to Tim because okay. he's most likely to misconstrue something. Uh, right? um, and um, the, the bar Chaps, which was down near, um, I forget what those streets called. Warrington, maybe? No, no it's not Warrington. Um, maybe it is Warrington. Now, where the Blue Man Group used to play, near the Charles Playhouse, there was a, a gay bar named Chaps. In one time, as a smoker, Alice, of cigarettes, mm-hmm. they were giving out half packs of uh, Parliament cigarettes as the promotion there. It was I was in my glory because <laughs> I smoked. I mean, yeah, that's why. 
It was my glory <laughs> at the gay bar named Chaps because I smoked is why I was in my glory. All right? Okay. Shut up or I'll get her pregnant again, all right? <laughs> oh, they asked me um, at my doctor's appointment today what we plan on doing for birth control next. <laughs> well, I mean, my impending suicide probably will help in that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Hi, Tom and Alice. You really hey. need to coordinate your vacation times with Kirk because he's off next week and you guys are Damn. off next week, which means no KMS, no burn barrel, no all you can eat. I mean, what are we left with? Jerry, Blind Mike, and Montante? <laughs> Some great content Ooh, there, by the way. This week ahead. I love all three of those guys. I like all those too. And uh, we are actually, we've been working really hard yes. this week. To have some content ready to come out absolutely. Next week for you guys. Feel free so. to uninstall from that blind Mike Patreon. Patreon. No, don't come join us. No, we I like want that money Mike. reallocated to us. He's he's got like seven thousand Patreon. He's making like like a hundred grand a month now. Enough of this. I'm like um. We're blind Mike. Patron. I'm like who's the the gay actor in the dress who sings who's on strike? We're living Billy paycheck, Porter. Paycheck. Yes, I'm Billy Porter here, guys. Okay. Except. Not actually gay at Chaps. <laughs> it was just for the cigarettes. Okay. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Let me turn that down. Hey, guys. When it hey. comes to Bossul, I was wondering what happened to that pitch you guys made to Big Cat. And if there's any possibility now of the Burn Barrel podcast joining Bossul, I think it's a perfect match. Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, there is a possibility of us joining Barstool. There is. Well, let me so let me put it this way: not if they have anything to say about it, but there's a possibility in the sense that they could take the Burn Barrel podcast. I am I have a contract with one company for one show, uh -huh. but this Burn Barrel podcast is free, free, free as a bird. and clear. Um, I did read more about that deal. Did you read more about the deal? Uh, the Portnoy's got a non-compete, etc. Yeah, but did you see he bought? the brand back for zero dollars yeah i saw that he I... sold it to them for 500 million dollars three years ago mm -hmm. and got it back for zero dollars yeah i assume this, this so but that's then they have the non-compete so they get to be with espn he can't do anything gambling they stuff. can't do any sports books they can't get any advertising from sports books or endorse any other like sports books um so and and there's a like a revenue share for if they ever sell the company. So if they ever sell Barstool again, Penn will get like 50% of that. Right. But right. But that's like wild. He does It's amazing, isn't it? What yeah. a deal. Yeah. And it's, as a matter of fact, it makes me like the Penn CEO. Um, so as far as where our pitch is at, at Barstool, uh, I, I've sent about three to Erica Nardini. Those were deleted, I believe, upon <laughs> receipt. I've sent two. This is back in the, over the span of a couple of years. Two to Portnoy. Uh, those were probably ignored, certainly deleted. Um, and I sent... Uh, you guys know about anything Tom sends to Kirk because he'll well, read it on well, the Well, or send to anybody else. And I, I sent one to uh, some kid named Hank over there. And uh, that was ignored. Then I sent the last one once once I got my signed contract. My last when I had seconds left. That one I sent to Big Cat. He sent that to Kirk, and Kirk put it in the shredder. So I feel pretty positive that uh, a lot of uh, that now back Dave's channel discussions. Yes, I, guess, <laughs> I would if you say, can call it that. I would say things are looking pretty good. <laughs> okay. 
I always wanted to live in Manhattan now. Although, if I worked for them, I'd go to Chicago. There's no way I wouldn't go to Chicago. First of all, I'd divorce you. Second of all, in <laughs> Chicago, big time. Yeah, hopefully, maybe this time when you guys come up to uh, Avon, Connecticut, when you're doing your um, Salvation Army thing, this time you'll actually try the hot sauce that I brought. Try the what? Another hot sauce that he wants you to try. Oh, I'll, did, did I not try one that you brought for it? I would, there's no way I wouldn't try one. I, I'm a hot sauce guy. I think it's like 7 million Scoville units. Ooh. So maybe try it on a toothpick. I think there's something in the works, too. They want to do a bowling thing with a bunch of the listeners and callers. Mm. That'll be a lot of fun. Later, throw the bowling ball. Whee! <laughs> yeah, the bowling thing is was thought up by Rudy in Connecticut. And that is about... Um, the The thing is, is that Roland, is a, the producer of the show, is mm. a... He's a like semi-professional bowler. So, are, so is Christine Rebstock. Mm. Uh, so these people are like major league. Not like so us I guess, with the lane bumpers on, getting like right. two. So I'm in the gambling <laughs> business now. There you go. I can compete um, with uh, Penn. A lot of questions in the chat about where we're going to be on vacation. By the way, we're going to be in New England for a vacation, possibly crisscrossing here and there all around the square. That's the the the. That's your official. I don't know. You um, can say we're. I don't know. Oh, here we go. Uh oh. 544. Four. What does that mean? It's four slash Kathy Green. Okay. Four slash, just a beauty for the ages. Forward slash Smoky Voice, which she did. And then there's her Kathy.Green at OnlyFans.com. I can't believe Kathy would sing to OnlyFans. Hmm. She lived in the nice part of Winchester. Not in the hills where Kirk lived, but in the, if you want to know else, we call it the flats. Flats. Okay. Hi, Tom. I hear you've been talking about me. <laughs> That's not Kathy. Oh, give me a ringling, dingling sometime. Not so big boy. Oh, my goodness. Kathy, wow. actually, when I was a fat teenager, Kathy, well, she was drunk at a party. Well, I won't want to say this. Everybody was drunk. We had a house party. My brother had a house party that I was not invited to, but I lived there, so I had to be included. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kathy had a very good talk with me. She told me that I needed to lose weight, and if I didn't lose weight, I wouldn't get a girlfriend, I wouldn't be attractive, so I should just do it and suck it up. And it was very good advice. Very good, and I pretty much did. And then I didn't. Um, but you still got a girlfriend anyway. Well, you mean you? Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually somebody True. was crazy enough. Okay, this one's called... Oh, All You Can Eat podcast. Okay. Oh, my goodness. It's an attack on a beloved product in the All You Can Eat podcast. We'll save that for an All You Can Eat pod. Those, I've heard my moles tell me this. possibly some of those may be coming out next week. BBP. Brian Barrel podcast. I am. <laughs> Sofa King. Okay. Stu, last name Ped. I'm not <laughs> sure what that means. Hey, Tom. Hey, Alice. Hey. Uh, Tom, I just want to uh, congratulate you for sticking to your guns on the um, no pedicures and Correct. no slides for men. Correct. Men don't do that. Yep. But uh, I got to tell you what else men don't do. Mm -hmm. They don't let the seven-year-old sleep with them. I, 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 I'm afraid for you, brother. Dude. I can see Alice breastfeeding this lady <laughs> kid until she's about 14. I don't breastfeed So him. if I were you, I'd be careful. Let me tell you something. You are not far off <laughs> first of all yeah the last one you breastfed for longer just as a as a tool we know it's bet wrong but this but other, not that not till seven but our son is, is coming into bed sometimes two of them come into bed and 
believe me, he's 140,000 degrees. It, it makes it makes the whole bed hot, and he kicks me, and he wakes he's me up constantly. He's a very restless sleeper, yes. and he, which is why he wakes up every single night and comes into our right. bed. Right, but if we put and him into his both... own bed and he wakes up, he may be a loud, awake person. Well, we do put him into his own bed. I yes. start him off in his bed yes. every night, and he comes into our bed, and we're just too exhausted and tired to move him back. Correct. Correct. So what's with the DuckDuckGo references over the past week or two? Are you guys getting at Well, what other search engine is there? <laughs> what are you suggesting? I don't understand. DuckDuckGo is the search engine. It's the easy button for privacy. You got to mm-hmm. shake off these trackers. DuckDuckGo is like Chrome, but it doesn't spy on you. It gives me peace of mind because when I'm watching my children, I don't want these trackers to be watching my kids. You know, you can get DuckDuckGo uh, at the App Store or just simply go to DuckDuckGo.com. What are you suggesting? Advertising money from them, or are you seeking out their advertisement? <laughs> what kind of prostitute, good sir, do you think I am? They are a sponsor for uh, for the radio for show. WTIC, correct? It just seems like there's a lot of references. Like, yes, doing the <laughs> Duck Duck Go search. Yes, and yes. you guys may be the only people that I know that whoa, use Duck Duck. Go. That is whoa betide well, you. Well, you should start whoa betide you. Telling other people That's because the trackers also. got to you, my friend. They are watching you right now. I'm already annoying in my work because we're like QA testing a bunch of new websites and they're like, everybody try it on a bunch of different browsers and on your phone and on this. And DuckDuckGo, you may not realize, has an actual browser app. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's working everywhere else, but this feature isn't working in DuckDuckGo. It's not aligning correctly. Yes, it is working in DuckDuckGo. It's no, 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 perfect but, in no, DuckDuckGo. But then I Everything make the worked. site team go back and readjust it to make sure Everything that it also works, works in DuckDuckGo. Perfect Duck in DuckDuckGo. So. And you don't have to worry about those trackers. So I've taught a lot of people now about DuckDuckGo. By the way, Duck, Duck, you uh, I have... I have an immediate relative of mine who's an IT guy, DuckDuckGo. Uses Duck, you Duck, have Duck. an immediate sibling, DuckDuckGo. Mm-hmm. Na- you now have a new sibling, DuckDuckGo. These are big IT guys. Security. My sibling-in-law? Yeah, sibling-in-law, okay. DuckDuckGo. Not saying it's a bad thing, and if you're looking for their money, that's wonderful, but just a lot of DuckDuckGo references. I don't know what that... It's a very organic mention, by the way. You could DuckDuckGo them. You can find them online. Um, okay, let me see. Let me make sure I get this right here. Duck, duck, go. Dr. Cheswick. It is pronounced pecan. 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 A pecan. pecan. Your grandmother kept under her bed. Oh, in my. Rural Kansas. Do you get it? We- I get it. You get it? Up in the 30s. No. No. Pecan. It's not Pecan. That's a film festival. No, no. That is incorrect. (laughs) It is pecan. We're up here in the Northeast where we came in wooden boats, my friend. Pecan. Oh, my good. Oh, I do respect the pecan, don't you? I love pecan. Pecan pie? Pecan and our yogurt? We've been having them in yogurt. That's too delicious. By the way, I've gained weight. So how the hell did that happen? Is that your yogurt? No, it's not my yogurt. This bubble, this says SFM, Tom Sam Smith Shattuck. <laughs> now, Sam Smith is different than me uh, because, one, he's very portly. Two, he's a transsexual or a transformative. What is he? He's a non-binary. Yes, okay. Hi, Hi Steve, Steve from Aramac. Hi, Steve. It's really a mystery to me. Uh, how does one go 50 years without ever having seen The Shining? 
You are such a soy boy. My God. (laughs) What else haven't you seen? Have you ever seen Jaws? That I have seen. I haven't seen The Shining. Tom doesn't like scary things. Well, I've seen Jaws. I've seen all 17 Jaws. Um, uh, But there are a couple of other things that I haven't seen that I I probably should have. But I think The Shining is probably the biggest one that that does have references. It doesn't look good to me. I see this stuff in the hotel and like... In a snowmobiles and stuff, and it's like it's what's... pretty good, but the book is better. <laughs> have you ever seen uh, the French Connection? Or... I have not seen the French Connection. I There's another either. one. These are all ones that John Sapachetti used to talk about all the time. I have not seen the French Connection um, either. But seventies movies are very gritty to me. They remind me. Maybe it's bad memories from like being in the back of Chevy Novas and things in the seventies. The Exorcist. I have not seen The Exorcist. I've seen The Exorcist. I know that George uh, Patton is in that one, um, but I have not seen The Exorcist. The guy just died who made The Exorcist. God, you really are the Sam Smith of the (laughs) Bird Barrel podcast, you non-binary soy boy, they-spouting queen. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. You know, you are half man, half non-fat dry milk. That's what you are. Thank you. Have a good evening. It could be misconstrued as an insult, by the way, Alice. I'm happy. I I, uh, I look forward to Sam Smith's next great masterwork, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the great shot shot messages. Fantastic shot shot. Uh, I found some of them I to loved be it. de rigueur. What does de rigueur mean? It's okay. We'll go over it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Thank you all for listening. You can leave a chat chat message at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Um, if you would like to pay us for the Burn Barrel Podcast, um, and then you get some extra stuff or some stuff early, or you get to be on the live stream, that's patreon.com slash burnbarrel. Oh, ice cream. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.